0: You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. I am wrapping up James this week. I'm so excited. Um, this was uh, this was a, a fun sermon for me to write. Um, I think I rewrote it twice because I felt like the Lord was speaking something different to me. Um, so I'll preface this with saying, um, as I go through this, I'm just uh, I'm just going to break down each part of the scripture that I read um, and just share with you what I feel like the Lord wants us to hear um, as a church family. Amen. So we're coming out of James 5, 13 to 20, and my very first point, oh, sorry, the whole thing is prayer. Prayer. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, my first point is pray for each other. And this is James five thirteen 13 uh, through 15. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. So everyone talks to each other. Everyone talks to their family. Everyone talks to their friends, their best friends, their work friends. Everybody talks. And some of us might accidentally start gossiping. I do this because it's not always intentional. When someone tells you a story about somebody, you might just start going on and on about it. Um, Others, they'll be like, oh, I've been waiting for you to bring up this person so we can start talking about them. That one is not accidental. That one is just gossip, Uh, which... (laughs) which, in case you didn't know, is bad. Uh, so do not gossip. But like I said, this is where we're going back to the accidentally, um, minus the accidentally gossiping when someone talks about something like, oh, you know, uh, so-and-so person uh, has gone back, to the, gone back to drinking, or such some person got back, with, got back in that bad relationship. When we are in those moments, if you hear someone going through a hardship, instead of wasting time to continue talking about that person or pick up your phone and text your friend about this person, stop and pray for them. That time that you're using to talk more about that person or to gossip about that person, you could be praying. You could be affecting their lives in a better way. so that's the first part of the bridge. Uh, the first part of that chorus. Chorus. I'm still in worship mode. Give me a second. I'm fine. Verse. Because there's a verse in songs. It's fine. So in that verse, it's talk if people are going through hardships, you should pray for them. Another one is if you are filled with joy, you should sing praises. I love to encourage people. I know you guys saw good old Jet over here. Shout out Jet. Jet, you did an amazing job. I love. I love encouraging, especially some, something about youth or children uh, leading worship or anything, and I don't know if you've, if you ever come to first service, you might see uh, Maddie Barm and Brinkley Tully over here dancing with flags, and I sometimes can't look at them because it just, my heart just just overwhelmed, but um, whenever I see kids wanting to dance, or if I see someone in the audience, they're like, they see them wanting to clamper, they're kind of like trying to jump, but they don't want to seem weird, I want to encourage you right now, do it. If you want to sing loud, sing loud, who cares? If you want to clap, clap. If you want to raise your hands, raise your hands. If you want to step out in the aisle and start dancing, do it. You want to come to the front start jumping up and down, do it. There is no reason why your joy should be kept inside, especially if it's from the Lord. Because let me tell you, the person that's sitting next to you might want to do the same thing, but they're holding back because they feel they might be doing something too weird. You stepping out and expressing your worship, expressing your love for the Lord, it brings breakthrough in ways that we can't even see or even imagine. It break downs wall it breaks down walls, it breaks down negativity it it flushes out the darkness. your freedom and expression of worship tears down spiritual walls. A lot of us are f- fine just sitting in our chair just staring up at the worship team and oh my glorious day we're good today <laughs> be complimenting myself it's fine um sing out it says bring a joyful noise to the Lord I don't care if you're singing too loud or off pitch. I mean, if we go to a different part of the song and you're still singing that part of the song, like, that's on you. Uh, I just want to preface with that, but seeing out, show your worship. It helps the person next to you. And then this next part, I didn't want to write, but I really felt the Lord wanted to do it because this this even is a a lot towards me. Believe it or not, we can cry and moan all we want to about it, but we are called to pray for our enemies. Yeah, no, that's how I felt when I read that. Matthew 5:43 uh through 48 reads, "Your ancestors have also been taught love your neighbors and hate the ones who hate you. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Love your enemies. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them." For that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly father. He is kind to all by bringing a sunrise to warm rainfall to refresh whether a person does what is good or evil. What reward do you deserve it if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness to only your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that. Since we are children of a perfect father in heaven, we are to be perfect like him. It can't just be a short prayer to get it out of the way, just like if you're praying for your food because you're real hungry, Lord bless the food, amen. And then we can't. We can't be praying for people like that. The way that you intercede for your loved ones and your family members, you should pray for those we like the least the exact same way. If you're praying for a family, Lord, they're so lost, I know that they're going to find their way back to you, but Lord, I want to pray and intercede for them right now, Father. I ask that you begin to just uh, shine down on them, Lord. May you surround them with your peace and and surround them with your understanding. We should be praying the exact same way for our enemies. They need Jesus just as much as we do. If you don't think you need Jesus, you're in for a rude awakening. Every morning, every morning I need him, because every day we fall short of the glory of God. So this brings me to my second point. Pray with faith. Verses uh, 16 says, Confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another, then pray for one another to be instantly healed, for tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. I feel this concept of confess and acknowledge how you offended someone or offended each other is something that isn't practiced much, which I get, uh, because that's super awkward. I'm not going to go up to Cindy and be like, yo, Cindy, you really made me mad yesterday, and I didn't like it. Your outfit, you look really cute today, by the way. (laughs) We can't, that's, first off, that's just confrontation. You're just trying to make sure that you were right in the argument. We need to make sure that you are coming with a pure heart that you are coming with good intentions and you invite the Holy Spirit in that moment. Because when you go and you talk to someone and you clear up the air and you fix everything, that begins to tear down walls as well. You no longer have bitterness inside you. You no longer have hatred inside you. You don't have anything negative inside you towards that person. Because for all you know, it might've just been a simple misunderstanding. The enemy loves to sow discord. He loves to sow discord. He doesn't like when we work together. So take that time. And say, hey, this happened. Like, what was, what was going on? And I guarantee you, if you invite the Holy Spirit in that situation, pray for each other. There's going to be an amazing breakthrough in that situation. Again, the Bible is telling us to pray for those people and with passion. We can't just go through the motions. We can't mumble a prayer because we're upset that we have to play, pray for so-and-so. Like, Lord, I ask that you just bless Susan from work. Uh, amen. How would you feel if someone prayed for you like that? Would you even want their prayer? The end of Matthew um, 5.48, it read, Since you are children of a perfect Father in heaven, become perfect like him. So the Father sent his Son down to die for us. Do you guys think Jesus died on the cross with the attitude when he died for us? When he was praying and interceding for us, knowing that we were going to mess up the very next day? He knew what was the cost. So why do we mumble and grumble when we have to pray for somebody we don't like? If we're called to be like him. We need to pray with passion. We need to have our faith behind it. Just like you're praying for some, uh, if you're praying and believing for a healing that seems impossible, but we know our God can do it, that's the same prayer you should be praying for somebody that you don't like if the Lord is calling you to pray for. Pray like Jesus for everyone. I've told this story before, but I feel like there's new people, so I'll tell it. Uh, I had a a good friend of mine. He's actually led here a couple times. His name is Jacob Heron. And we had a season where we weren't really good friends because we had offended each other, and none of us felt like we could come at it with a pure heart and adjust it. So there was a a while that we weren't talking. And... um, we were getting ready for our young adult service, and he was over there. It wasn't here, but pretend it was. He was over there getting keys ready, and I was over there, drums, just like coiling cables, doing some busy work. Didn't say a word to each other. There's no background music, so it's super awkward. And I hear the Lord tell me, go pray for Jacob. And I was like finding busy work, and I was like, um, Lord, not right now. I'm fixing things. I wasn't doing anything. I was just finding busy work. Some time goes by, the Lord asked me again, Ma, I want you to go pray for Jacob. And I said, Oh Okay, I'll do it after service. Cuz I felt like if I got some Jesus in me, I'd be able to push past whatever I had and pray for him. Third time he asked me again and I said, "No, I'll do it after I'll do it after service." And that 2 seconds later, somebody walked on stage and said, "Hey Jacob, can I pray for you?" And I was just like, "Okay, Lord." And I could tell us the first service, but uh c- clearly Jacob and I we fixed things and um We had met up to talk about our offenses towards each other, and he told me the exact same story happened to him that same day. He was over there, and the Lord was telling him to go pray for me, and he was also saying no. So just know that the Lord's going to show you in your face, hey, I told you to do this. You should have done it. So when the Lord calls you to pray for somebody, pray for somebody. You might not see the fruits of that labor. You might not see anything that happens out of that, but if God told you to do it, it was needed for some reason. And then I, I'm, I didn't read um, James 17 and 18 because it talks about how Elijah had prayed and it didn't rain on the ground for a while. And then he prayed again and then it rained. Uh, so I just, I feel like Elijah was praying over Texas because uh, it didn't rain for a while. And then we got that rain. And then he, I think he prayed again because we're done. Uh, I don't know what happened. It was, it was just super dry the next day. I didn't understand it. Um, but bring me to my last point, pray for the lost believer. And this is verses 19 and 20. Finally, as members of God's beloved family, we must go after the one who wanders from the truth and bring him back. For the one who restores the sinning believer back to God from error of his ways, gives back to his, gives back to his soul life from the dead, and covers over countless sins by their demonstration of love. I feel like we are so quick to just write somebody off uh, when they've left the church or don't want anything to do with the Lord. And I get that. I feel like that's something we were all kind of given. If, if, you, had a, if you had a strict parent and they're like, oh, no, you can't hang out with them because you're talking like them, acting like them. I see that hen. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my mom was like that, and, but I understood it. My mom was looking at things at a spiritual level, and I understood that. But we can't be so quick to write people off because it said, like, we are God's family. We should be praying and interceding for their return. And this is not saying you need to be sending them scriptures daily, like, hey, the Lord says this, hey, the Lord says that. Because I'll tell you right now, as someone who has walked away before, I'm going to shut down. I'm going to shut down. If you start sending scriptures my way, if you start talking to me about Jesus, like, I just walked away. I want nothing to do with that. Why are? That's the quickest way to get blocked from me. My advice, just spend time with them. Take them to dinner. Don't mention, don't mention church. Don't mention Jesus. Don't mention scripture. Just ask how their life is going. And if they just mention a struggle, just make a mental note for yourself later, and then you go to war for them later on on what they're dealing with. Let the Lord do the work. We always talk about Holy Spirit elbows. That's, that, that's not us. That's not us at all. And Pastor Todd gave a message a while back about um, we are not someone's Jesus, we are not their Savior. All we are called to do is to help point them in the right direction. We did not die on the cross for them. We did not die for their sins. So we need to make sure that we just point them in the right direction and we help them get back. Set safe boundaries when you do this, though. Uh, make sure that you're not trying to be their savior, especially if it's a close friend or a family member that you feel really close to. You feel like you're responsible for them. It is not entirely your responsibility. Yes, we are called to pray for them. We are called to help them in the right direction, but we are not called to save them. Again, we are not their savior. Continue and ask the Lord on guidance on that friendship or relationship because it might be a season where you do have to back away because the Lord, the Lord can see ahead and see what's going to happen and he knows how we are. So it might be a season where we need to step away from that person. That doesn't mean that we stop praying for them. No matter what you should keep praying, for the one that walked away, you shall be praying for your enemies regardless. Until the Lord tells you to stop, we should always be interceding. But like I said, it might be a season where you need to keep an arm's length away, but never stop praying for that person. So what does this mean for us? You're probably thinking, wow, it's really early. It's kind of is, but not really. Um, but what does this mean for us? I got two things, and then the last one we'll go over. Are you just praying just to pray or is your faith behind it the same faith that you pray over yourself do you have that same faith when you're praying over somebody when you're praying over your enemies i'm not gonna lie that one really hit me when the lord said to pray for your enemies with passion with faith because if, you, if you're praying just to pray because you think, well, they're never gonna turn back, why are you even praying? You have no faith, you have no passion behind it. My second question, what life can you help save? Not what life can you save, what life can you help save? How can you point someone in the right direction? How can you help pray and intercede for somebody? And this last time, we're actually gonna go into prayer time. And this is gonna feel super weird for a lot of you. And I feel like a lot of you just started to hold your breath. But here's the thing. We're called to pray for each other. So what we're going to do here in a little bit is we're going to do that exact thing. There's plenty of people standing around you. Uh, p- plenty of people, I'm sure, that are going through things. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're gonna actually going to get into groups. Uh, just your immediate group. You don't have to run across the sanctuary or anything. Just get in your groups and just share. If you have nothing, maybe you have a friend. like, hey, I have a, I have a friend, Stacy, who really needs help with this. Can we pray for her? And you guys... You don't have to join hands. You don't have to touch each other. Just stand in a group and pray. And pray with faith. Pray with with passion. Knowing that the Lord is going to come do what he's already done before. He's just going to do it again. So first service went great. We had a lot of people involved. I I guarantee you, you're not going to be sitting. You're not going to be standing alone. We'll find you in a group. Uh, If you still need personal prayer, I will be up here as well as Pastor Todd and Crystal. We have some people on the sides. But I definitely want to encourage you guys Pray over each other. It seems scary right now, but I tell you, once you get in that group, it's going to be pretty easy.
1: So before we get into that, I, I had some pretty specific stuff laid on my heart that I wanted to pray over this morning. Um <clears throat> Now I'm gonna I'm gonna call this out. If this is you, great. If it's not, it may possibly be somebody online. We don't know that. Uh, but I felt pretty heavy on my heart to pray for people that are dealing with depression this morning. Uh, if you're dealing with depression this morning and you want to be prayed for, uh, would you slip your hand up? We got people around you. Okay, find those hands, get around them. Somebody else, anybody else up here up front, right there? Y'all find somebody that's keep your hand raised. Keep your hand raised until until somebody's there to pray for you. Anybody else want to be prayed for, raise your hand. We got one over here that doesn't have anybody. Anybody else? They're coming. Anybody else want to be prayed for? Lord Jesus, Lord, I know depression can be just draining. Lord, I pray for each and every one of these this morning, Lord, and for those that didn't raise their hand, Lord, I pray that you would just touch them. Lord, I pray that you would just move in them, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you would just bring life to them. Lord, I pray that you would just heal the brokenness that is inside of them. Lord, I know depression is just, it's just all-encompassing. But, Lord, I just pray that you would just move, Lord. I pray that, that they would feel your love and, Lord, your mercy and your tenderness this morning. Lord, I pray that they would be seen, Lord. Lord, you place this on my heart this morning to pray for them. You care about them so much that they brought them in this place to this place this morning. Lay it on my heart and have these people to pray for them, Lord, because you want them to be seen. You want them to be known. You want them to know that Jesus loves them this morning. And, Lord, I pray that you would just move in each and every situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody else, uh, do you have one, Mo? No? Uh, I had this one the first service, too, and I I didn't feel released from it for this service. Any knees? Anybody dealing with knee pain this morning? Knee pain? Yeah? Okay. Back here, back here. Raise your hand up. Y'all get around them? Yeah. Hand. Keep, Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Anybody else? Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, be the great healer, great physician this morning. Lord, I pray that you would just move and that you would, Lord, just touch people. Lord, I know that you are moving. Lord, I know that you are shaking this morning. Lord, we pray that you would just be with these knees. Lord, I pray that you would make tendons whole. Lord, I pray that you would heal arthritis. Lord, I pray that you would just make them new. Lord, I pray that they would leave this place and no longer struggle with pain. Lord, when they stand up, when they walk, when they move. Lord, we just pray that you would move. Make all things whole this morning. Make all things new this morning. You are the great physician. Heal. Another one that I had, lower back pain. I struggled with this one myself. Lower back pain, lift your hand up. Back over here, over here, over here, over here. Hold it up till you get somebody. And listen, guys, I I know this might be a little uncomfortable, but this is what church is supposed to be. We're supposed to pray for each other anybody else lower back pain Lord we just t- we pray over these that with lower back pain Lord I pray that you would just move in them in the mighty name of Jesus Lord I pray that you would just fix vertebrae Lord I pray that you would just Lord just have discs to be replaced Lord I pray that you would just move Lord I know that that Lower back pain can be debilitating, but Lord, I pray that you would just move in those this morning. Lord, I pray that you would just make all things new and all things whole this morning. Lord, I know that you're moving. Lord, I know that you are shaking. And Lord, I pray that you would just come into their body and make them whole and make them new. Lord, we just pray that you would move in Jesus' name. Amen. So this last one before we go into our groups. This may just be one that we have to pray for people in silence because they may not have the confidence to lift their hand on this one. But I feel like there's people in this, in this house this morning that are dealing with suicidal tendons or suicidal thoughts. If that's just you this morning, I want you to lift your hand up. And if you don't have the courage to do it, that's fine. We're going to pray for it anyway. Anybody have the courage to say that's them this morning? Could be somebody online. But I felt led to pray for that this morning. Anybody? Got one? Anybody else? Lord, we come before you. Lord, I pray for the one that that lift their hand this morning. Lord, out of all of the 170-some-odd people here this morning, you cared enough for this one. Lord, they are seen, they are known. Lord Jesus, you care about them. And Lord, I pray that you would just know that you, Lord, you made them. They are fearfully and wonderfully made this morning. And Lord, about all the people here this morning, you took the care to make sure that they would be prayed for. And, Lord, I just pray that you would just bring healing to the brokenness. Make them whole. Make them new. Lord, we know that you can move. And, Lord, we just praise you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.